0: This thing goes from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Why, I am Jeremy Scott, and this is Into the Parabnormal. Thank you for being with us tonight. It's so good to have you here. We're going to be talking about uh, a touchy subject, certainly for many. Are interdimensional beings monitoring certain biological processes... Inside Human Bodies It's a fascinating thought It's actually one that I have long considered Few have been qualified enough in which to speak about that So I'm honored to have here Tonight on the program Pane Ondov Pane is an Australian citizen born in Macedonia And here's a little bit about his story During a walk with his older brother, his life took an unusual turn after experiencing a close encounter of the fourth kind. They were mesmerized by the sight of an approaching alien flying craft emanating strong yellow, orange, and red pulsating lights. After getting within a distance of less than 50 meters, the object released a very powerful flash of bright light. And in a few seconds, they both realized that Somehow they had been teleported inside this, dare we call, alien craft. Where these beings ran tests. And then when those tests came back satisfactory, they incited a procedure that increased his brain capacity and altered his DNA functionality. And both were missing for about two hours, him and his brother. After they were returned... When he started uh, manifesting telepathic abilities and having spontaneous out-of-body experiences, and later he achieved his first self-induced OBE, over time his abilities have increased. And through these out-of-body experiences in which he's been able to stay out of his physical body for hours, fully conscious, it was then he realized that reality, the reality around us, ...was not what it seemed to be. And as soon as he managed to reach Earth's orbit with his astral body... ...it may sound like a far-fetched story. But stories of astral travel have been well-documented over the years. He started seeing UFOs going in and out of the planet... ...that were hovering or slowly moving inside thunderstorms. Others were simply disappearing into the oceans... And certainly we've heard reports of UFO encounters into oceans and other bodies of water. Along with some flying directly into active volcanoes. I actually did an episode not too many months ago about that specific subject. But it was those hovering over houses and buildings in populated areas that caught his attention. Bonnie has come to the realization that occupants of UFOs are not just violating human privacy but are also taking humans without any given consent and doing things to them that are difficult to explain without causing, causing emotional trauma that humanity being uh, under constant surveillance and exploitation by a few extraterrestrial species then is not too far fetched of a thing to ponder he published the magazine, The Sixth Sense, and has written several books, including Alien Implants, Hacking the Alien Internet, which was published, you know, but pre-pandemic, uh, timely as ever. Pony Andov, welcome into the Paranormal.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: It's so good to have you here. So do you feel that through this experience, uh, which I've outlined briefly that these beings were somehow, I don't know, rewiring uh, your brain? Yes, that's that's correct. Um, uh, First of all, uh, some of the beings
1: uh, that were around me, they literally scanned uh, my DNA database, if you will. So they have a technological uh, capabilities to literally scan the, the DNA storage, if you will. Uh, something which uh, concerns our existence. In the previous incarnations, uh, they can go very, very far back, you know, from 50,000 years to even even uh, prior. And they were searching for certain experiences and certain qualities, if you will, in me, which they found. And they said that they're very, 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 very pleased that they have uh, found me and afterwards, uh, they apply certain like a beam technology which uh created an artificial object inside the, the right side of my hemisphere, if you will, which uh, uh, produced or created new neural pathways. And in other words, they hooked the, the alien implant with my brain, which uh, resulted uh, with far more uh, better quality communication with with them, which was previously like a voices in my head. And as soon as the object was placed, Literally, I was able to hear them very loud and clear so what kind of technology
0: uh, did you say pony
1: it's a nano, small nano, uh, nano. technology which uh, which is often uh, you know discovered uh, with people that have alien abductions especially thanks to the Roselier research and extracting of those uh, objects uh, we are actually seeing that it's it's real and it's happening. And uh, those objects can be either biological or metallic or non-metallic. It all depends uh, of the purpose and uh, what is the which species actually plays the, the objects there for and for which re-
0: reason, so to speak. So so. Is- they they implanted you uh, w- with this technology, but they also altered the DNA um, through the nanotech or or through some other method.
1: Because what uh, what uh, they explained is that our human brain at this stage is uh, it's running on very low capacity. Its potential is enormous, but um, unfortunately, uh, they were. Asian civilizations uh, in, in our past, you know, more accurately, in our forgotten past that uh, uh, existed and they had a far more uh, better brain capacity, if you will, and uh, functionality. But due to the Asian wars and conflicts there was a genetic downgrade uh, and genetic mutation which actually placed us into the five senses input and uh, the higher abilities of the consciousness disconnected uh, by higher abilities I'm referring as telepathy psychokinesis uh, materialization levitation and similar you know forms of, of, of force if you if you will so when when they Place this alien implant uh, it actually the, what it did it activates uh, certain areas of the brain that are rarely used by, by humans if you will and uh, immediately i noticed that uh, my sensitivity of the auric field increased a lot which means uh, every time when i was passing uh, by certain let's say sharp objects without touching it for a meter, meter or, or meter and a half i was able to feel it and uh, i was also able to hear voices in my head which were the thoughts of my mother my brother and our family friends uh, that were around at the time but the most fascinating thing was that during the night uh, i was entering uh, some form of vibratory state, uh, which people refer to as a sleeping paralysis, where there was a high-pitched sound in my ears and I was not able to physically move and uh, it just lasted for a couple of seconds and all of a sudden I felt like a very light, if you will, like gravity was off and I was able to literally drift out of the body and levitate above the body, which was quite uh, fascinating, uh, if you will, and uh, it scared me a couple of times at the beginning, but uh, eventually I went through the ceiling and uh, literally I was jumping from one roof to another, <laughs> from house to to another house and, and uh, I learned in later years that people call that astral projection or um, out-of-body experience. And uh, what was quite amazing that every time when I was out of the body, there was like a ball of light that was about uh, 50 meters away from me, so to speak, uh, really approaching any closer, right? it's like babysitting me, so to speak, you know. And the entire episode, uh, and that was when I was only seven, where it actually happened in 1918, in Skopje, in Macedonia, in Europe, and uh, it uh, lasted for a couple of weeks, and then, uh, unfortunately, due to the incident with my mother, my mother got really, really upset and scared how I'm able to do all this stuff, and she started to threaten me, so to speak, that she will take me to hospital for a surgery, or to Just to see what the heck is going on with me, and I had to retract those forces. uh, And nothing special uh, happened for the next seven years, but uh, in my teenage years, uh, things started to roll again, if you will. I got in contact um, uh, with uh, how should I put it Uh, progressive meditation, I started training. uh, Qigong, uh, uh, yoga nidra, kriya yoga and similar things and uh, eventually I started also practicing astral projection and then when I learned to the point that I was able to lead my body that's again where the action really really began and my out-of-body experiences at the beginning, they were very short, probably 15-20 seconds or a minute or two, and it's just, uh, it felt like I was losing my concentration, and that pulled me back to the physical body. And then when I introduced the uh, ESP training or uh, uh, cards, uh, even actually people maybe know better uh, if uh, I mentioned the Zener cards, which are used um, for testing of um, gifted children, and uh, for the extra sense of perception, if you will, you know, how to obtain information beyond the five senses and uh, when I try, when I start training with the ESP cards, uh, I literally was pushing sometimes from five to seven hours per day and uh, eventually it took to the point that uh, those out-of-body experiences because of that accumulated force, if you will, they started to extend and uh, more and more it was just uh, amazing uh, what i was seeing out of the body so practically when everyone was sleeping around me you know as soon as you fall asleep you just black out and that's about it sometimes you have certain experiences that we call dreams or sometimes lucid dreaming or something similar you know in parallel I was fully fully conscious and uh, like I'm conscious now you go to sleep you just close your eyes the astral membrane activates and then I'm starting to see certain visions if you will as soon as the germinal tryptamine appears inside the pineal gland uh, in a natural way and then uh, I was able to literally play with those visions that were coming I was able to pull you know the astral or the mental screen closer to me to the point of my observation if you will in the consciousness and then as soon as I penetrated through the portal I was literally astrally projecting from the other side so or eventually I was going into a deep uh, meditative state and there was like a buzzing sound uh, in my ears and as soon as I started to focus on this buzzing sound in my ears uh, over five six ten 10 minutes or 15 minutes it started to increase uh, rapidly and eventually got very loud and then it again it pushed me to the same uh, sleeping paralysis uh, phase where I was able to literally depart the, the, the physical body and just step into the astral plane. The quite amazing thing was that uh, at the beginning uh, as the contacts with extraterrestrials uh, uh, progressed, if you will, because I was always under surveillance, so to speak, from one side, uh, from the Shah government, and they were tracking everything that I was doing, and from the other side, but extraterrestrials, if you will, I wanted to to leave the, the the planet and just to experience the astral travel in space but unfortunately every time when i was attempting to do that about 40 kilometers um, in you know in the altitude every time i was hitting like an energetic invisible barrier and uh, it was just happening all over and over again and eventually I asked the extraterrestrials that were uh, friendly and communicating uh, with me how can I penetrate uh, this this uh, shield, if you will, and they said that it can't be done with the normal or the default astro vehicle that I'm using. And when I mentioned and ask uh, what do you mean, they said that uh, that uh, the vehicle that I'm using is uh, incompatible to to pass the barrier because this barrier was placed there 4,000 years ago during the last conflict, which was the described in Mahabharata and Ramayana, when, where all those Vimanas, or how should you put it, astras, uh, they had a fight with the so-called gods, if you will, and that's where the genetic uh, literally downgrade happened from beings with elongated skulls and with the spikes growing, you know, from the top of their head, more arms, more legs, three eyes, half human what we call half uh, animal nowadays so all that genetic functionality from let's say quadruple or triple DNA just was downgraded to the double helix functionality and they said in order to pass this barrier you have to literally jump into another vehicle which is far more powerful and uh, can cope through easily. And they explained to me that uh, next time when I actually enter the so-called vibrational state or the sleeping process, instead of uh, uh, departing the, the physical body, despite the fact that I have the clear access to if you will not to depart yet. But instead of just to focus on something which is most divine uh, in myself and uh, when the energy will increase, you know, that's, to, that's when to, to, to depart, so to speak, and then that's where to, to try to, to pass that barrier. And exactly what they said, exactly what I did. The next time when I went into the sleeping paralysis phase, uh, I was having a clear access to, to the astral dimension. But I didn't astrally project yet. I started to focus on cosmic love or something which uh, I resonated profoundly, so to speak but it has to be honest if you will you know. and as soon as I started to do that I noticed that there is a huge amount of, of, of change which was happening uh, the light which was usually like a bluish darkish light uh, when the sleeping state uh, normally was occurring was shifted and now I was observing like a rainbow light coming from in and out and uh, the buzzing sound in the ears was literally killing me if you will you know it was such an in, uh, increase in, in, in the last Loudness, that i thought uh, in one point that my ears will explode from the pressure and i was experiencing something which uh, the asian yogis are were describing as a samadhi or a bliss if you will and as soon as this energy level was was increased i literally depart uh, the The physical body, but uh, since it was like a three o'clock in the morning and uh, pitch black inside my, uh, my bedroom, uh, the quite amazing thing was that the entire bedroom was illuminated and uh, I noticed that the auric field of this vehicle emanates, uh, illuminates light. And that's why I called it the self luminescent body, you know, which is far more profound uh, and, and efficient than the default astral body where most of the people experience uh, the out-of-body travel and similar stuff. And uh, what I did, I practically uh, fly through the window of my balcony, jump down to the park in front of the building where I was living at the time, Skopje, in Macedonia, in, in Europe Put my hands. Yeah, my transparent hands into the fist and took off and I passed through through that barrier and uh, the moment I, I entered the orbit, if you will, the adrenaline rush, so to speak, was, was so high that I was able to literally see, see the entire planet uh, from above and uh, immediately there were like uh, dozens of orbs of light that appeared from one side and they were very happy with the progress. But on the other hand, I started to not, notice the materialization of dark disks Another similar, like a dark spheres, another shape of objects, and I picked up telecommunication, uh, telepathic communication between them. And uh, the dark ones were not happy with the hopes of light. Uh, Supposedly, they have violated some kind of treaty. Uh, and uh, in order to protect me at uh, that point uh, the hopes of life actually cut the astral experience i literally felt that i was uh, falling down and like uh, 10 centimeters above the, the physical body i saw my physical body and just uh, slightly uh, reunited with my physical body and, uh, and i opened my eyes i was just jumping from joy you know it was a first experience of a kind to to visit the space with uh, with during the outer bodies uh, Phase, if you will, you know. But it started from there, Jeremy. I noticed that uh, when I'm uh, out of the body with uh, the astral vehicle, if you will, I'm not able to detect the the UFOs uh, in that clarity, especially not all of them. And uh, also with the, astral, the default astral body, I was not able to see the orbs and how they play, what role they're playing in our sleeping time and how they're actually shaping our so-called dreaming uh, realities. But also I was not able to see the alien abductions and similar things, but when I was out of the body with a self-luminescent body, I was able to see all the UFOs which are actually hovering above the other cities, you know, and... alien abductions the orbs and how the orbs collect certain energetic um, signatures or energetic uh, uh, discharges if you will during uh, the the sleeping time and dreaming faces uh, and similar things it's quite interesting for example it was very very awkward for me because the moment i noticed that uh, uh, that some of the objects are hiding, it becomes crystal clear that uh, something is not right, you know, because in in our full understanding, if they want to show themselves, uh, the shadow government can't can stop them, if you will, they will just land above New York, about uh, London, about, uh, you know, Paris, Paris and and other other cities cities, will in hundreds and thousands, but they don't want to do that because there is deception which is practically going on. I'm not saying that all the extraterrestrials are negative, far from that, you know, but majority are abusive towards the humankind and in the same fashion as the humankind is abusing the animal kind, if you will, by, you know, certain things which I don't want to go in this direction now. Uh, certain extraterrestrial species which are here for a very very long time they are abusing the the human species, if you if you will. And uh, it's quite interesting, for example, when you start shooting on a normal light outside, uh, you don't see much of a UFO activity, but if you in parallel install infrared cameras or night vision cameras from time to time, you start to see objects or objects in, in in groups and then parallel, so to speak, that are coming, doing incredible, uh, uh, how I should how I should put it, uh, maneuvers, you know, and, um, just just amazing. So in the same way as I was uh, able to observe them with a the self luminescent body, I started to notice that uh, uh, most of the, the, the manipulation, if you will, is going through those alien abductions where they are actually uh, producing a hybridization. So many female subjects that are how should I put it, experiencing miscarriages, uh, the the fetus disappears uh, before the week 20, if you will, you know, previously it was there visible on the ultrasound, but before the week 20 sometimes it disappears and uh, I was researching how often this happens and where and it turned out that it's, it's uh, just so high number of it, you know, which people don't uh, have knowledge of or, or understanding about it, but another thing was that uh, they, they also use the so-called alien implants to monitor certain uh, biological processes in our uh, human bodies, if you will. They can literally see our sensory information and... Everything else. You know? So, practically, the alien implants are sophisticated nanotechnological devices which are giving off a magnetic field and emitting radio signals before they're removed, and uh, many of them contain carbon nanotubes. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that we are dealing with nanotechnological devices with nanocarbon tubes, either single or double wall, that are often elongated and waved into carbon nanofibers, if that makes any sense. You know, carbon nanostrains and they end in crystalline structures that are called orthorhombic, uh, which are regular rectangular structures. And it's, it's quite quite amazing uh, what, is, what, is, what is happening. And uh, as mentioned previously, I found out that the alien implants can be metallic, uh, non-metallic, or biological. If they're biological, sometimes they can move under the skin, you know, but if they're metallic, they usually contain the so-called meteoric meteoric dust or the meteoric iron, and they stay usually put, uh, if you will, and uh, for the detection, for, for example, if there is a... Uh, alien abduction scenario which is going on, you know, very often with abductee, abductee can be uh, exposed to the ultraviolet light, uh, if you will, and that exposure will eventually reveal if there are any markings or touchings on the skin because this dye uh, that uh, stays with abductee sometimes stays over a month, if you will, you know. But if there is a, a metal alien uh, implant, if you will, sometimes people use a uh, stat finder and a gauss meter to detect eventual magnetic field. So if the alien implant practically broadcasts information to somewhere out there or it's receiving information, uh, it creates a, a smaller or bigger magnetic field, if you will. But usually when it's put in, it doesn't uh, interact uh, or receives any any intercom so to speak this magnetic field is not uh, detectable so to the research about the molecular structure and their nanotechnological makeup uh, electron microscopy is used and also the Raman spectrotromy and infrared spectroscopy technique and uh, they're usually showing us a lot of a lot of stuff that there we are dealing with very sophisticated nanotechnological uh, devices and uh, it is a shame that uh, the governments nowadays uh, are controlled by the secret societies uh, which uh, have absolutely no intention to disclose their full understanding and knowledge if you if you will you know so the modern humans they become more aware of uh, that we are not alone during the world war one and world war two especially during the World War II, if you will. So they call them the so-called Foo Fighters, (laughs) since the observed objects and lights were moving at unprecedented speeds and that uh, they had uh, extraordinary maneuver capabilities. They were far superior in every possible way and uh, they were observed in all kinds of shapes and forms, from cigar-shaped UFOs to balls of light, triangles, etc., etc. And uh, the military was quite uh, quite, uh, scared about what is happening uh, once when they realized that they don't actually control the sky the neither the oceans if you will because the under uh, underwater submerged objects were also detected if you will and a so-called shadow government uh, in my understanding was formed at those those days to study and investigate the sightings and the close encounters and um, the academia and the media were used to cover up the entire ufo subject so it turned out that some of the ufos i vulnerable to rudder beams. Since the particles were interacting with their highly sophisticated technological fiber optics guidance systems. In other words, the flying information was sent through light particles, if you will, and when the directed radar particles were missing, were messing with alien guidance systems, the UFOs were practically crushing. And uh, a part of it, uh, the Tesla death ray, if you will, was involved, which the Shadow government developed on his uh, drawings, which was using the plasma beam just to just to shut the ufo down and if they were successful there was a ufo crash and then a special shadow government team was sent to destination of the crash site and uh, if the wreckage was not fully destroyed during the impact if you will partly or entirely was transported in secured uh, areas or bases and facilities mostly underground for research and back engineering so the real drama, uh, going back uh, during the years, uh, actually began when, on several occasions, they discovered dead or al- or alive alien bodies, and sometimes remains of human bodies, or eventually animal uh, parts, uh, which uh, the the extraterrestrials were taking from the so-called cattle mutilations if you will so various projects were established to study and recover this alien technology in absolute secrecy at the beginning it was kind of like a race uh, who will acquire more useful alien technology CIA or ex-KGB if you will you know but after a few decades it became crystal clear in my understanding that we are dealing with uh, widespread phenomena and that to cover this properly and to keep this a complete secret in front of the eyes of the deceased human population it will require international effort and the shell government expanded uh, worldwide today u.s russia and china in my understanding are the three dominant countries that are involved into the black or super secret ufo alien programs So the recovery technology at the beginning was too sophisticated uh, for the scientific minds of the 50s, 60s, 70s, and partly even 1980s. But I think that somewhere from uh, 1990s onwards, there was a tremendous progress that was accomplished, and uh, much of the recovered alien technology was operated by the alien artificial intelligence among many other it contained nanotechnologies laser beam scanning technologies plasma energy technologies etc etc So a lot of the the recovered alien technologies are back engineers today and some end up in our commercial markets. So despite the fact that we do not want to acknowledge this but the current state of things are kind of (laughs) a product of alien uh, recovered um, or back engineer technology, right? So the secret projects that uh, were involved study of alien biology revealed very advanced nanotechnological devices that were extremely small and and very, very tiny. And some of them were doing a number of highly complex processes, which indicate that the aliens have a very sophisticated knowledge and understanding of the nanotechnology. And what is also remarkable, Jeremy, is that our understanding of the science of biology, it was still not fully understood in the 90s and 80s until recently, you know, we understood that the biology itself, it's a self-assembling nanotechnology and the extraterrestrials are real masters in understanding this nanotechnology inside the human biology. So to make even more... Things more bizarre, if you will, some classified uh, reports came with entire military squads gone missing for a few hours and when they were returned they were all implanted with alien implants for tracking surveillance and mind control, etc. And in time the shadow government managed to establish uh, direct contact with uh, several extraterrestrial species, uh, grays being one of them. and. Uh, as far as I understand, uh, I was form, and kind of collaboration began and it's, and it's still ongoing today. And uh, there are several, several bases with combined human extraterrestrials for personnel, if you will, deep underground working on various genetic programs, exchange of technologies for human slavery and similar things. So it is actually unknown how many of those globalists nowadays that are imposing these so-called lockdowns are actually... Humans or eventually implemented with alien nanotechnological devices, you know, for control and surveillance. Because this rabbit hole that we are dealing, that we call reality, it's very deep, if you will. It's a million dollar question, if you will, you know. So, what if the artificial intelligence that these top secret f- facilities are building is not designed by humans at all and? To, perhaps the time we will tell you know but this is what is known in my understanding a lot of controlling technologies that has been fed to the silicon valley are coming from the united states military and it's about ultimate control in my understanding and it's about implementing a next phase of control over the human population and uh, it's about practically controlling our human capabilities, if you will, and there is a direct effort to suppress the spiritual capabilities of the human consciousness and that's for a good reason and for centuries the powers that be through the secret societies Freemasonry and other you know, streams, if you will of, of, uh, of secrecy which operated, uh, as mentioned, in total secrecy, keeping the precious information away from the people they didn't want the general public to access, in my understanding, the deep reservoir of capabilities that we naturally have, you know, and uh, through the Silicon Valley now. And that suppression is becoming even even greater so for example if you have a brain implant something which Elon Musk and people like him work on the Neuralink uh, once the smart nanodust inside the implant is linked with your neural cortex if you will and with the cloud in the same time through the 5G network tomorrow 6G, 7G whatever is going to occur the artificial intelligence can easily monitor and control your brain activity so it can keep you in a very narrow frequency range if you will and And if you start to wander outside that controlling frequency, they will have a real problem with it, you know. So it's practically uh, a control matrix, and uh, they are trying to duplicate uh, uh, something which the extraterrestrials are uh, actually doing for thousands of years. So the real question is how the aliens are controlling us, right? So it is a very complex uh, uh, matter and to, to elaborate how the extraterrestrials are practically controlling us in full scale, but uh, it's all connected with the alien implants put inside the human bodies during the what we call alien abductions, right? So the abductees usually experience uh, white flashes, missing time, and when they wake up, they realize that they have strange marks on the body, bioluminescence, etc. So the research have shown that many nanotechnological alien implants are not broadcasting in this electromagnetic spectrum at all, but they're using the so-called color waves technology. So when we use our technological devices and picking up a radio wave, Jeremy, we are practically, in my understanding, actually reading a harmonic. And alien implants, as mentioned, can be metallic, non-metallic, or biological. Depends, you know, which species is actually doing the the the, the implantation, and and for what uh, what what purpose is, right? So. Uh, as mentioned, uh, for those actually who are unfamiliar, familiar, the spectroscopy is the study of the interaction between the matter and the electromagnetic radiation and as a function of the wavelength of frequency of the radiation and uh, the Raman spectro- uh, spectros- spectroscopy sorry, which is also used um, uh, heavily you know, by the people who are studying this for example, Dr. Roger Lear and uh, Steve Coleman, who is a material scientist uh, who worked with him for six years and uh, have actually Spoken with him several times, and I strongly recommend his uh, understanding, knowledge, and, and experience, especially for the abductees who are seeking confirmation do they have alien implants or not, you know, what, uh, where it is, and so on so forth. He's the one that he can also provide uh, uh, help. And uh, this Raman spectroscopy provides vibrational fingerprints of the chemical compounds, enabling their identification, if you will, and we are comparison with reference spectrum. Right, so it's it's you know, quite amazing what is happening because the alien implants are practically sophisticated nanotechnological devices and giving off a magnetic field. You know, and uh, this magnetic field, as mentioned once, when it's uh, uh, active, uh, can literally be be measured. Right, so. Usually the alien implant is is placed in a tissue capsule which is removed once when the object is is extracted and uh, this tissue capsule has a multi-purpose in my understanding and um, one is uh, uh, to serve as an interface between the nervous system and the brain and the alien implant, if you will, so the organism will not recognize the foraging object and cause infection. So many many of the alien implants contain uh, carbon nanotubes and uh, it's quite amazing how, how they operate. So uh, <clears throat> many, many frequencies that... Uh, that uh, you know, were detected from the from the objects. For example, some of the implants broadcast on the, on the on those frequencies from 8 hz 14.7 megahertz, 17 megahertz, 110 megahertz, one, 137.7 megahertz, and so on and so forth. But there are also some which are actually uh, transmitting on 1.2 gigahertz or of 560.8 gigahertz. You know, so it's quite quite interesting what uh, what is what is happening and um, was the evidence uh, one of the, the best uh, abductees that served as evidence in this direction was uh, the lady by the name uh, Giovanna Pola she is from italy And uh, she practically came forward, as far as I remember, in 2010 with one of the most bizarre alien abduction testimonies ever. So the evidence that she put forward built a strong case and attracted a huge international interest. So till the present day, her abduction case remains a mystery and no debunking attempt was ever successful simply because the evidence was overwhelming. And uh, according to to Giovanna, she had first alien abduction experience when she was only four years old. Then. <clears throat> it is when she got the the first implant from the extraterrestrials and it was the first but not the last implant that she got and even when she went to Japan later years they were able to take those alien implants inside the brain and measure the frequencies that they are emitting you know so for the things to, to get even more bizarre Giovanna claimed that during her entire life a group of extraterrestrials performed artificial insemination if you will or in other words she got impregnated 18 times and each time deliberately aborted alien hybrid fetus that that resulted and uh, in 2010 after examination of, uh, of doctors and confirmed uh, anomalous fetus by, the, by them you know she arranged uh, abortion that was recorded uh, on cameras from beginning to finish and it was actually uh, broadcast on the private television and uh, the abortion had complications, it took a while, but once it was over, uh, what came out of uh, Giovanna's womb literally scared everyone, because the baby was not a human baby at all, but a hybrid between a human and some alien race. So long story short about her, there was abundance of physical evidence to back up what uh, what uh, she, was, she was claiming that she is experiencing. And so the phosphorescence that emanated from her body and the marks were a huge interest to the doctors and the researchers, you know, and when the substance was analyzed in one of the laboratories in the Institute of Bologna in Italy, it turned out that it's not natural and it's highly magnetic, in fact and it was kind of like a silic substance with a mica base, if you know what I mean, uh, and it didn't contain any nitrate or phosphor that could give its phosphorescence in a natural way, like we are seeing all around us, but it was found that the electrons of the substance are excited, like their structure was artificially modified to give a big magnetic field, which is quite, quite fascinating, right? And the disturbing part is that uh, there are around 11 million miscarriages worldwide on average every year. Most of the cases are miscarriages as mentioned before the 20th week. You know, In other words, the ultrasound shows a fetus in a gestational sac, but at some stage before the end of the week 20 of pregnancy, it mysteriously disappears. So, And also some abductees report a painful process consisting of entry of a thin instrument, a sort of fiber optic wire, but only a little more rigid, if you will, right? so through these uh, spinal canals, the, no- the nose, you know, with a very delicate practice, they reached a pituitary gland by building a small, t- a small but highly technological, sophisticated object, uh, and in different stages that will be incorporated into the hundred hundreds of nerves uh, endings, if you will, that are connected to the whole body and the brain itself. And what is even quite even uh, interesting is that. Uh, uh, surgically, uh, surgically, it is very difficult to remove the, these objects, you know, from the brain due to a potential danger, of causing paralysis, loss of vision, hearing, other irreversible damage uh, in the person who, who is actually wearing it. You know, so the further research have shown that the genuine alien uh, abductees have traces of contact on their skin that, as mentioned, will will not wash out uh, for at least a month and die visible under the ultraviolet light um, exposure can be either yellow, green or orange, which is quite interesting, you know, sometimes even blue, a color that has a different meaning to the abductors, if you will. So the visible marks on the ultraviolet can be non-human fingerprints, strange symbols or lines, you know, so they're different different experiences. So I'm talking about non-magnetic marks which are photographed under under the ultraviolet light for, for those who are not familiar, you know. So what is even more interesting is that um, in 1972, a close examination showed that the five uh, bizarre cattle mutilations were marked uh, with uh, powdery white substance and glowing when they were exposed to ultraviolet light, so... The lab test from control sample of removed hair from the glowing region show high percentage of potassium and magnesium. In other words, they were marking the cattle mutilation before they were taken and uh, the, the parts that were taken out of their bodies. Uh, they were taking with such a precision that uh, the, the the laser that they were using uh, was not cutting to damage the cell, but literally it cut on the on the very border of the cell. You know, which is uh, technological and and medical knowledge beyond uh, our own even nowadays, so to speak. So. As mentioned, Dr. Roger Lear was a world expert in the field of alien implants removal, and during the citizen hearing on disclosure, which held in late April and early May 2013 the national press club in washington he gave impressive testimony on the subjects he said that there is no inflammatory response of rejection of these objects and uh, the objects that were taken out from people that have absolutely no idea how they got them in the first place are, are obviously very advanced uh, uh, nanotechnological devices, right? So during the last uh, few years of Dr. Rogers' uh, Lear's life, you know, he was a team leader of a capable group of doctors that were interested in removal and study of these uh, uh, foraging objects we discovered into the human bodies that... Uh, thanks to the x-rays and scans and MRI magnetic resonance imaging were discovered in, in the human brain and everywhere around the body, right? So the team was in possession of uh, 90,000 US dollar equipment, which according to Dr. Leer, you know, was able to scan and detect if a person has some kind of implant in the body, you know. So it's quite, quite amazing uh, about uh, what he actually provided uh, to the world. And uh, another interesting, uh, evidence that uh, that is important to mention is the evidence about the retired uh, USF staff Sergeant Dan Sherman uh, who actually had a total 12 years of service with the US Air Force and out of which Uh, the last three years uh, was uh, actually national security agency or NSA and in parallel to his normal duty as electronic intelligence uh, analyst you know in the u.s air force he was also working for the uh, NSA as an intuitive communicator you know for three years between 1992 and 1995 as far as i recall And uh, he actually was explaining that um, he was uh, about the term so-called intuitive communicator, uh, which actually stands for the ability to communicate with extraterrestrials through the intuitive manipulation of consciousness. So his NSA role was part of the special program, which was called Project Preserve Destiny, or which shortly stands for PPD and uh, he actually learned that the project Preserve Destiny began in 1960 sometimes and it was fully operational by 1963 and uh, this was a a project and still is uh, genetically manipulating human offspring uh, so they would have the ability to communicate with this alien species that uh, the shadow government is in contact with you know so his first abduction communication included latitude and longitude coordinates of very actually the alien abduction took place. So in comparison to the previous PPD basis that uh, he was explaining, he was walking. The last one that he worked was there was like a map uh, that he was able to literally detect uh, where the alien abductions are taking place. So when he checked up, he turned out that uh, the abduction scenario, you know, which actually freaked him out, took place in Florida somewhere. And, uh, for example, there are a couple of numbers that he was explaining, which I fully documented that, and uh, into my book, Alien Implants, and my other books, which are available on Amazon, also, and also I would definitely recommend the book, uh, The Above Black, uh, by Dan Sherman, who actually... uh, literally explains all about uh, his experience uh, with the NSA, you know, and his communications with extraterrestrials. And after starting and receiving terrifying communications about alien abductions, Sherman was shocked and started to really question everything he believed in before, so to speak. You know, he felt betrayed. In fact, uh, he felt that uh, the US citizens are practically, how should I put it, uh, betrayed by by the by the government right and uh, it's quite quite amazing what is what is happening and uh, maybe another interesting uh, thing to mention about the alien implants that recently came as evidence is the patient uh, 17, you know, the documentary or the short film, if you will, that uh, uh, was directed by Jeremy Keenan, right? And uh, we are talking about an ordinary person who literally uh, was... Yeah, Jeremy uh, Corbell's documentary. Exactly, yeah, and uh, this object was was removed uh, on cameras and then further study by by Steve Colburn the material scientist as as mentioned right and by using a scanning electron microscopy they literally found uh, very sophisticated nanotechnology which is in tune with the nervous system you know and as mentioned through this capsule that I was describing before uh, which serves as an interface between the alien implant and uh, and the uh, organism, if you will, and prevention of the eventual infection, and uh, it's quite amazing what is, what is happening, and uh, the isotropic analysis uh, uh, actually proved that the material embedded in est- of the extracted implant from the patient 17, as it was referred, was made out of the planet. and. Uh, uh, the ultimate goal of that particular research was uh, how to, to hack the alien internet, if you will. So they had the reasons to believe that there is a complex web of communication between the aliens and the, some supercomputer which exists on the artificial uh, alien space station that we call our moon, which is a different, interesting topic to, to discuss. You know? So through the alien implants, the genuine abductees are practically plucked into the system, right, and it's the biggest story of the 20th and 21st of, um, of century. But long story short, the 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 result. Showed that the objects were composed from 36 different elements. So we are talking about nanotechnological device which was hooked into the nervous system of this gentleman, made of meteoritic iron, with a combination of many precisely chosen and implemented elements to serve to a specific uh, uh, reason, so 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 to speak. And uh, the elements like uh, boron, sodium, magnesium, titanium, gallium, germanium, you know, and but it was the, the isotropic. Ratios, which actually brought the entire, you know, panic, if you will, you know, so, so so to speak, you know, so the isotropic ratio of zinc sixty four and zinc sixty six would indicate that these elements are not made from material around the, the Earth at all. And uh, they also ask a second opinion, and uh, they refer to um, how should I put it, the nanotech scientist, Christopher Cooper, and who has a huge experience and. Uh, he has experience Expertise in nuclear physics, in quantum computation, nanotechnology, and large scale, scale nanomanufacturing. And uh, when he actually analyzed the object, uh, he was stunned, you know, because uh, the objects had elemental analysis of a complexity that he had never seen before. And uh, what he was saying that uh, what we are actually dealing with here is something that is highly advanced and fabricated, it's not natural at all. And comparing with the zinc radium, uh, ratio, sorry, uh, found on our planet and our solar system. This the zinc found in these objects indicates that it originates from some other part of of our galaxy or beyond. It's difficult just to to determine for for, for sure, you know. So what is practically saying is that we are dealing with super advanced alien nanotechnological device composed from. Thirty-six different elements, Jeremy, which are hooked into the nervous system, you know, and it's quite, quite, quite amazing what is happening. And uh, probably the 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 best thing to to, to say is that uh, we are usually using uh, let's say drones for a surveillance you know if you want to let's say surveillance certain area we send a drone and through internet of things and so on and so forth you know we can we can practically uh, see that stuff but uh, they're using plasma technology instead of our technological achievements nowadays and so the extraterrestrials are far more ahead of us and uh, by using plasmoids they can communicate uh, uh, you know with these alien um, implants inside our bodies. In other words they can upload data through the through the pro- how should I put it, program plasma they can download data they can influence uh, our behavior and in many many other ways <laughs> they can practically do a lot of things so practically through through the alien implants they can access the sensor, sensory information of the abductee and observe everything that person can see hear smell taste touches and so on so forth so can read the heart pulse if you will the blood pressure practically all the biological processes inside the physical body can alter the dna if needed read the thoughts and sense the emotions remotely control the awaken and the sleeping state of the abductee and you name it you know it's just uh, something that we are just uh, starting to to understand uh, how it works and and how how it operates right so it's it's not easy 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 uh, reality to face, unfortunately, but uh, it is what it is. You know, we have to literally acknowledge that we are not alone, and uh, in order to understand what is going on, you know, it's literally uh, we have to go go back uh, in time, so to speak, you know, and uh, just. To, to see what was going on thousands of years and obviously we are not the first civilization on planet earth and neither the most advanced one and uh, those Asian humanoids if you will they also interacted with extraterrestrials and after those wars we practically become an easy target and with our five senses um, input and uh, the higher abilities of the consciousness, as mentioned, uh, disconnected. Uh, we are practically species with amnesia. We, we don't understand what took place on this planet or this solar system thousands of years ago and how things got in this stage that we are seeing a uh, UFOs. That are flying in and out of, uh, of our perimeter, so to speak, uh, with such a precision, with such a, uh, how should I put it, extravagance, if you will, and, and advanced maneuver capabilities. And they can move from one dimension to another dimension and uh, they can use the plasma. The uh, uh, appearance, if you will, or the plasma, it's to to control uh, control us in so many ways, like the same way, like people are, are controlling uh, the the uh, how I put it? Uh, the, the the animals, if you will, in farms. Uh, planet Earth, unfortunately, it has become like a form of farm that is. Uh, it's uh, how should i put it uh, it's happening you know and um, pretty much that's about it jeremy you know <laughs> that i can sum it up
0: yeah, yeah an amazing job of doing so tonight and i so appreciate you coming on the program you've really kind of planted the seed for a follow-up and so i look forward to uh, having you back tell the audience a- about the titles of your books and uh, where they can find you Thank you
1: so much, it was a real pleasure. Uh, People can find more about work on my website uh, uh, puretranquilitypublishing.com, or eventually they can find uh, me on Facebook or uh, if they're after my books, uh, they can find them all on Amazon. Uh, There are nine books that are available on Amazon from The Awakening um, Life Force Energy, which deals with the progressive program, how a person can train into uh, remote viewing astral traveling and similar things then the awakening key to extraterrestrial messages where i have explained the genuine crop circle phenomena with parallel with the ones that people are making the how they're connected with a balls of light what the messages practically mean and so on so forth where i have decoded over 300 crop designs in understandable form which doesn't exist anywhere else around the world. and Implants, as I already mentioned, deals with the top scientific uh, research around the world and uh, also the Saturn the secrets of the extraterrestrial engineers is uh, you know dealing with the UFO uh, objects that were detected around the Saturn system so some of those objects are massive we are talking about 50,000 kilometers by four kilometers uh, cigar-shaped objects which are cruising around the solar system so Dr Norman Bergman actually wrote a a book uh, The the Ringmakers of Saturn and where he actually took off, I took uh, further, so to speak, you know, where he left off, I took further, you know, and explained uh, uh, the dynamics and how all this um, system works. So, and there are many other, other books which, uh, which actually explain about the astral traveling, the other realities, the interdimensional beings and how it's all interconnected. So, I really recommend it to the people that are, you know, awakening and doing the research in this direction.
0: I appreciate you coming Very on the program, Pony, and uh, best to you. Pleasure to pull the best to you, Jeremy. Take care. And uh, everybody, make sure you go to the website, paranormalradio.com. and we really appreciate you being with us. And until next time, from the cold dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest, I'm Jeremy Scott. Good night, everyone.